All right, so we're going to roll right into Nationals, Factory Gun Nationals. And we got two rock stars here. <laughs> no, it was an awesome Nationals. Uh, y'all did good. So we got some good questions. Y'all are going to recap the match and give us a little bit. Uh, I don't, I don't want to hear like, Oh, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Stages were good. Don't ever say those words. <laughs> okay. All right. So the stages were good. <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed the stages. <laughs> I I feel like we've done that probably 20 times. We're like, yeah. all right, let's talk about the match. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed the stages. I had a good time. It was run well. Let's not do that. So then what are we supposed to say? You give me a pro and a con, and then... It was... You know, you want to play good... And you hope you play good. I think we played pretty good. <laughs> is that is that from something? Yeah, it's from a movie. I'm yeah. not going to tell you what, though. Jeff was homeschooled. He's never seen a movie. Okay. <laughs> is it is it a really, really old movie? I mean, it's not new. It's probably 20 years old, yeah. 20? So, yeah. I'm 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Y'all want to roll right into the questions, or y'all want to, like, give your take on the match first, or how you want to do it? Okay, so I was thinking, uh, Jason, kind of give a pro and a con for the match, discuss your match, and then I'll do the same, and then we'll do the questions. Uh, okay. Um, it was a good match. Uh, <laughs> I, I, enjoyed <laughs> I enjoyed the stages. Um, no, seriously, I actually did like the stages, so I, I do want to give that that a, a prop. I know you don't want to hear that, but um, I mean, the match was awesome. I don't know what, what else I could say. Uh, it was the greatest match ever. Uh, it was my right. favorite match I've ever shot. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, I shot it pretty well. Yeah. I'm not sure if anybody saw the results, but I did pretty good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, I don't think I actually looked. I don't think I actually looked how you did. Yeah, no big deal. But you no? know, I was second no. place. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't checking it like all, all the time, day, all yeah. day, all three days. So that's what that's what Jared and I were doing when you and Jeremy were at uh, Single Stack Nationals. I mean, I was once I knew the results were going to be well. Actually, they were horrible about it, and it was at the end of the day. Like they only re- uploaded yeah. them once, but I was constantly hitting upload about every five minutes. Um, so no, the match was a. Uh, I don't know how. St- I, I'm kind of in shock. I, I, I mean, to be honest with you, a little bit still. Um, it's a in my mind a pretty big deal to shoot this well. Um, at nationals and have that good of an outcome. So mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of on a high a little bit, um, maybe, you know, shot yeah. really well. Um, yeah. So I, I was battling back and forth, which one was better second place or, or essentially 95% of Max Michelle at nationals. Right. Um, Cause he crushes so. everybody by like 12% everywhere else. I mean, he, he really does. He's, he's, you know, Max Michelle That's kind of, you don't even yeah. say he's just so good. It's it's Max Michelle. Um, going into the match, I was really nervous. Um, I was having some issues with physical my shoulder. Uh, I was that was leading to some other problems of uh, of confidence. My buddies Jeff, Jeremy, and Jared were doing doing me some good favors of you know talking to me, um, uh, talking you know prepping me pepping me up, and uh, that helped a lot and. Uh, I ended up, one thing I was really pleased with is every day, my first stage of the day was really good. So I didn't have to roll into a couple stages where, oh, you know, you just got to get through them. I shot them really well. Um, In fact, I usually shot the first three to four stages really well. And then I would have a stage where I might have overran a fault line or I I did have a mic on two mics on the first day. One was uh, me just coming into a position too hot on a very difficult target, being a little too aggressive and not really calling the mic. And then the other one was an equipment malfunction. It was at the very last uh, uh, shot of the stage. And I'd had this malfunction before. And so once I realized what what was actually going on as far as what the malfunction was, I realized that was probably a second and a half already. So I just let it go versus trying to get the mag out, Hmm. uh, get the round out, get a new mag in, chamber round. I knew that would be, uh, that would hurt my time. That would hurt my score worse than just taking the mic. So I'm just grateful that that uh, malfunction didn't happen on the first round. Of the stage, right. <laughs> it would have been a different well, story. From the looks of it, you you could have taken quite a bit longer getting that malfunction out and still been all right. 
You, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it might not have hurt me too bad. Um, but I mean, I guess that's my, that's my match wrap up. I don't really know what else to say. Cause like I yeah. said, I'm normally I would just be like, well, you know, I didn't do this well, but, and then I would totally like to have certain things back. I don't think you're ever going to shoot a match. We don't have that. So, yeah. but it was good. Yeah. So I don't know if I answered anybody's questions. Uh, if I just rambled on for a few minutes there, but no, for, forgive me. I can't, I kind of want to like ask you some of the questions that we talked about before the show. Oh, look at that trophy. It's so shiny. That's way nicer than the single stack trophies. It is. It is. <laughs> you, you could almost put both of mine inside that one. I mean, if we melt them down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. if you just got a both, both dryer. of mine, because yeah. I got two. <laughs> <laughs> Does two third places equal a second place? <laughs> no, no, they don't. No, that's that's you. You shot well, man. I didn't mean oh, to one up awesome. you. <laughs> you did though. I didn't mean you, to. You I did promise. though. <laughs> all right, Jared, you're up. Give us your spiel. I know you've been planning it all day because you've been you've been telling us how we're gonna record. All winter, so I know you've at least got this this speech <laughs> dialed in. Okay, so uh, the match was good. I enjoyed the stages. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, all right. Let's let's go with uh, let's go with the pro. Um, they the the pro was there was a lot of swingers and activators in general in the match, uh, which I don't think I've ever seen that many in a match. So I, I found that very interesting. Uh, it was certainly added a good level of challenge to nationals without being something stupid. You know, none of them were excessively hard and it was certainly a interesting change Uh, for a con the match. I have to go with it being at frostproof. Like I just don't overly love that range. Uh, Probably if, if for nothing else than the, way the sun comes up over the berms. Uh, luckily, I didn't really get hammered by that at any of the stages, but it was it was pretty bad for some of the first few guys to shoot our second stage of the AM session. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but in general, my match, you know, easy breaking down. I shot quite well the first day. I shot okay the second day. And my third day was, was pretty rough. Um, so I'll start with on the first day. I, I told you guys in the group chat, I don't know if I said on the podcast, but I, I was definitely going to come out and like full speed on the first stage, like make sure I'm not like coasting or laying up or anything, come out swinging. Uh, I shot the first stage very well. Time was reasonably competitive when the super squad shot that stage on the third day and you know, hits were good. I was, I was real happy with the first stage. Uh, continued on through most of the first day. Had a two uh, two mics and a no shoot on the first day. One of them was a a really hard partial. It was probably twenty five yards. I just dropped the second shot a little lower to the no shoot. And then the second one on the first day, there was a swinger that had kind of an interesting presentation. Uh, it came out over the top and come down to the side, but they they had a uh, steel um, hardcover target that blocked it. So you basically had to shoot it at about a 45 degree of the arc angle. And I was just a little behind on the second shot. So, you know, that's mentioning something that was a a good challenge to a regular swinger, keeping them a little different. So there wasn't, I wouldn't say there was too many of the swingers that were like the same thing over and over and over. Uh, second day, I got off on an okay start. But certainly didn't finish through. And then I kind of carried that into the third day where I just didn't shoot overly well the third day. Uh, I got off on a bad start on a a couple of uh, challenging stages early on. And those ended up uh, costing me quite a few points. In in the end, it was an extremely hard match, especially with a 10-round iron-sighted gun. So... You know, I ended up uh, 14th, so carried through with a fairly strong finish, even with not the best shooting in the world. 
And that's not to mean that, you know, it, it wasn't still a good overall performance. I feel like I could have done better. And I'm pretty sure everybody that didn't win the match probably felt the same way. Because there was there was certainly plenty of room to hang yourself. Yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, I'm happy ending the season on that because I, I certainly, throughout the year, had struggled plenty shooting production. Right, yeah. No, that's a good finish, man. Well, that was your goal, right? Top 16? Was that your goal? No, I I, I wanted to be top 12. And top 12. The first, the first day shooting was certainly on pace for a a top 10. Yeah, it was. The second day, I moved that top 10 to maybe a top 12. The third day, when I finished shooting, I'm like, I don't even think I'm in the top 16 anymore. That's that is a very frustrating way to shoot a match, like to come out strong and then taper off the rest of the match. I've done that before, and that sucks. It's like, what's going on? I was doing so mm-hmm. good, and then it just like starts slipping away from you, and you can't reel it back in. Yeah, so it's, it's a frustrating way to shoot a match, but y'all did good. Y'all did great. Boomer. Boomer did the best. I mean, second place at his age is pretty amazing. <laughs> at his age, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I shot, me and Boomer shot the match together. And it's kind of funny. The guys he was staying with were also on our on my squad or our squad. And me and the CZ guys and some local guys were staying together. And I was, uh, you know, Boomer came over to the house a couple of nights. I told everyone, I was like, hey. Jason's shooting really well. I don't think he watches scores. Do not mention his, like, where he's at this results. Like, going into the the third day, like, I knew Boomer was second place. And actually, when when he was, like, up on the line, me and Chad were talking, it's like, it's like yeah, dude, he's in, like, second place right now. Like, a strong second place. So, like, don't mention <laughs> anything to him. Like, let, let him finish shooting the match because I just wants to get in his head. All right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had a couple people make comments, so I knew I was doing well. And then I, I figured I was shooting good. I mean, I knew I was shooting good, so I knew I was doing well. Um, uh, the last day, uh, a buddy, a guy I know, I, I happened to be walking down the the road, and he was back at our stage, and he yells at me, and I was like, hey, or he yells at me, I turn around, and he goes, hey, he goes, dude, you're killing, or keep killing it, or something he said, but whatever he said, I was like, okay, I'm so I'm doing really well. I knew, I, I figured I was probably top, I knew I was top five. I really thought so. And then I figured I, after the second or third stage of the day, first or second stage of the, the, the last day, I was like, dude, you're shooting really well. It's like, you're probably, you're definitely going to be top five or top three. So I knew that I was doing well. Yeah. Um, the results thing, I just, I was telling people, I guess it's kind of like videoing. I, I may be a little different from everybody else, but I was like, what am I going to do differently? Now, it, it worked out for me a little bit because you know, I was far enough behind the, the the max. And then, so I didn't have to worry about, hey, maybe if I push hard and make up 30 points on him on two stages, maybe I'll win it. But I just wanted to go out and just shoot. And so I wasn't really worried about that. That was not my purpose. My purpose is to go out and shoot good. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, same thing with video on myself. I don't really video myself anymore because I don't like watching it for one. Because <laughs> I'm overly critical of myself. So I just don't watch it. So. When I watch it, I'm like, that was second place finish at nationals. That was horrible. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, how was that second place? You know, because that just, it, I, I'm like I said, I'm my own worst critic. So, well, see, why wh- I didn't want anyone like my house telling me how you were doing was like, I, I did, I thought you were not checking scores. And yeah, what you were doing me. was, what you were doing was working very well. And the worst thing that I thought could happen was someone to like, mention it. Yeah. And then you like, then you, you coast up a little bit thinking you got to hold on to where you're at. Or end up yeah, costing right. yourself a bunch of the third day. Like I wanted to make sure yeah. you stayed shooting how you were. No, and I and that's that's cool. I appreciate you thinking of it that way. I I literally I had my mind in the right spot on this match. I I just um uh, there was a couple stages in the last day. I, well, I did it a, a, a stage or two every day, but on the last day, I was just like, you don't have to win this stage. You don't have to you just you don't have to go out here and try to burn it down like you normally want to do. Just shoot well, and and it worked out. So it, I knew. I knew where I was at. 
I, I knew I was where I was at. And I, and I just said, just can, all you got to do is to shoot this next stage. So it wouldn't have, yeah. it, I mean, thank you. And I appreciate that, Jared. And again, I, going forward, I, I probably won't, or I don't know what I'm going to do as far as looking at the results. Um, I may or may not, I may start doing it, but I would say if you're out there listening and you know someone, or if you're someone and you don't like looking, maybe tell the people you're with. And and then if you know someone, I understand you get excited and you want to go over there and tell your buddy, Hey dude, you're doing really good. You're you know going to win M class. If you don't fuck this up, well, don't go tell them that. Cause it may, it may mess them up and you know, yeah. so be aware yeah. of that. And if you tell somebody <laughs> that on purpose to screw them up, you're a prick. So, um, not that anybody would do that, but I mean, so just, just, you know, just continue to shoot, shoot well and, and tell them, Hey, just continue to shoot good. And there's certainly a difference in like, like I, I'm, when Boomer came to the house and I told him, Hey, good job shooting today. You're, you're doing, doing great. Keep it up. Like that's a big difference in being like, Hey, you're currently in second place. Like don't fuck it up. Yeah. 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 So, and my guys were doing the same thing. They knew I wasn't looking because we had talked about it. I said, in my mind, I'm not going to shoot any less better. Um, if I'm winning or if I'm doing well, I'm not going to go out there and go, oh, I don't have to shoot good. Or if I'm behind, I'm not, well, I mean, I'm trying to shoot as good as I can. And I made a game plan before the match and it was not to hero or zero every stage. It was to shoot consistent. And I did that for the most part. I had a stage or two that didn't work out well for me, but at no point um, did I try to shoot above my abilities. So, and that worked out for me. So. It was a I good time. That uh, that should be that should be everyone's strategy. It really should. That unless you are like in in the running to win the match, and you are tracking scores, and you know if you can hero one, you might win it, and if you zero it, you might get third. Then yeah, maybe try to hero it. But everyone else should just be shooting a good match i think well for me i've accepted i i told myself this going in i said dude your skill is where it is you trying to shoot past your skill is not going to be the best give you the best opportunity or the best chances or the best outcome of shooting at your skill so just try to shoot at your skill level and the results will be what they will be, and that will be successful. You can't shoot. I mean, if you go and say, hey, I'm XYZ good, and I want to perform at XYZ level, and you do that, that's a success. Yeah. But if you're XYZ good, and you want to shoot, you know, XY, XY good, and you screw it up, and you end up shooting worse than you could. So mm-hmm. I, I knew that. I've proven that to myself time and time again. And um, I just did that. I really just did that, and I just stuck with it this match. And uh, that's literally the key to it. Now, if your skill, uh, because what happens is people want to do, they, they have this, people don't aren't real with themselves. And they go, they think they want, they're like, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to win nationals. Well, dude, you don't, you're, you don't have the skill to win nationals. So that's unrealistic. Shut up. Shut yeah. up. James. Shut up. So go out there and set realistic goals and then try to try to, and I, I literally did that. And that was a success. So. Boomer over here crushing everyone's dreams. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. Y'all listen to dad. Y'all yeah. listen. Coach Boomer. So, Coach Boomer. All right. Y'all ready for questions? Yes. For sure. Okay. So, first question is for Boomer, Jason. Did Jason's injuries impact his Nationals performance? My initial answer is no. Um, I wasn't really feeling the issues while I was shooting. Um, I was taking a lot of ibuprofen the whole week <laughs> and trying to minimize any issues, any pain. And that on top of just the excitement of being there, the adrenaline, um, I didn't really feel anything. Now saying that it did limit my practice, um, for the last two months up to the match. So I would say a yes and a no, but having finished as well as I did, I kind of then go back to no and say, because again, if I would have had those two months back and they were, would have been solid practice, would I have beaten Max Michelle? I, I'm not going to go undefeated already, but I mean, Max Michelle's Max Michelle. So yes and no, but no. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Uh, did the guys that shot production carry optics have an advantage in limited 
uh, do the same stages. Okay, so neither one of us shot both, but obviously plenty of my uh, friends that were stayed at the match, obviously I was there the whole week, did. And from what I didn't walk any of the stages, but from what I saw in the stages, there wasn't a lot of changes. So without having shot the match, I would have to go with, yes, it was probably a big advantage to have shot both. But without any of us have actually done it, I can't say for sure. But I would go with yes. I agree. I, uh, I think this can go either way. I didn't shoot this match, but I shot single stack and L10 back to back. And for me, like I shot better at single stack, which was first. And L10 was afterwards. And I think it's because I was more focused. And this this is just going to be different from individual to individual. Uh, For me, like the the adrenaline, the, the anticipation of running a stage for the first time uh, just makes me hyper-focused, I guess. Uh, you know, you think about it more, and then the second time, you're like, oh, I've run this before. I know what I'm going to do. There's one t- there's one target that's different, but that's not a big deal. Uh, you just think about it less, and then I found myself uh, just running the stages sloppier, like uh, not getting out of positions as quickly. Yeah. Just, you were just trying to get through it. You're ready to get done, be done with it. It's like it's like the last stage of a day, last two stages of a day. You're like, man, I just got to get these last two stages and I'm done. And you, those, a lot of times you'll find yourself. I did this at nationals. Um, I think it, my last stages of the day, at least on one day, where well, one day was my worst stage of the match. But um, I caught myself going, oh, we're done. Just get through this last stage, and you kind of, you don't give it the devotion or the attention it, it needs. So the reason I would go with my answer is is because from what I've seen, it didn't look like any of the swingers really changed. So those activator sequences, like if you shot if you shot them in the first match, and you were maybe laid up on a little bit because you didn't know how it was going to go, when you go to shoot it the second time, you know exactly how fast that swinger is. You know if you can take that next piece of steel before you come back to it, or or can I get that paper target over there also? So I think it was I think it was probably certainly an advantage. I highly doubt it made a difference on who like where anyone finished. I mean, obviously it it didn't change the open match and I mean, I guess Mason shot both matches and he won limited, but I I doubt it made a difference cuz I mean Shane also shot both matches. Yeah. There were several people that shot both matches and so Mason's the only one that won one. I think you could make an argument for both. Yeah. Uh, and I see I see both sides of it. So to answer the question, I don't know that we know. <laughs> I changed my answer yeah. to maybe. <laughs> it depends. All right, next question. Uh, was this match more favorable for dot guns? I would say yes. Well, anything's more favorable. It's easier to shoot dots. Am I wrong? No. No. So... That that brings up an interesting thing. So it, I think it, it's not easier. It's just you can shoot them faster. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jared. I, I I wouldn't say it was necessarily more favorable, but I think you end up with a better match if you're if you're able to build a match completely for like a high cap division and build one for the lower cap divisions because there were certainly a lot of times where you'd run to 10 in production or even 11 was the ideal situation. And that, that's not even a thought when you're shooting a high cap dot gun. Uh, but I think the stages would were plenty challenging for either division. I mean, in an ideal circumstance, I think it's best if you, if you can split up the high cap and the low cap. Like, I really feel like the same match for open and CO it's probably a more interesting match for both and then putting all the iron sight guns together. But I don't think there's an issue with it that way. I mean, any of the shooting is going to be easier with a dot, but on the same side, you have, you, you're going to be faster with a dot. So the shooting yeah. is, has the added challenge of the speed. Yeah. So Jared, did you feel like there were any shots in this match that like, 
that's stupid. Like that that's a stupid hard shot for an iron sight gun. There was legitimately there was one target that was I thought was actually really hard. I mean nothing else was hard. There was one shot that was hard enough where it's like if I had no time limit and I put ten rounds in my gun, would be hard for me to not pick up a penalty on it. And it was the partial where I had the mic no shoot. It was probably what do you think, Boomer? It's probably a twenty yard shot from where we shot it. Maybe come at nineteen. The double yeah. stack. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty That was probably the hardest shot of the match. It, it was probably twenty yards. There was probably it was a double was, stack with a no shoot in the middle. It was maybe three inches of the A zone. Yeah. It was tough. Available. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean there's there's just there's no room for error there. It's certainly a very hard target. It's not impossible. It's just mm. it's hard. But I mean it's nationals. It's you you need to expect some hard stuff. I wouldn't I wouldn't think twice if I saw that match or that target the local match either. So I don't think it was impossible. It was just a very hard shot. Yeah. So no. The answer to that would be no. Sounds like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um how did you get so good having third and second in your divisions? Can't be practice. It's practice. Practice, man. Practice. Um, okay, so I lied. I basically swung away. I swung for the fences on every stage. I just totally lied. So that's you the key. Hooked up. You just hooked up? Yeah, 21 times. Twenty-one um, times in a yeah, row hooked in up. A row. You should have you should have yeah. gone to the casino instead. I should have. So that's really the key. Just 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 try your hardest and try to shoot better than you you're really capable of doing. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're shooting a low cap division when the ROs are really old, make sure you put eleven or twelve rounds in your gun. <laughs> <laughs> so a funny backstory on that. One of the guys in our squad who's actually a friend of mine. He somehow accidentally put eleven rounds in his reload bag, <laughs> and his his twelfth shot or his, he did a slide. Or no, he did a regular reload. So his twelfth shot of the gun locked the gun back on a steel array, and knocked the last piece of steel down. <laughs> and the R was like, "I thought you shot twelve there." He's like, "No, there's no way I did. I I only have ten rounds in my mags in my belt." So then uh, later on that night, he was he was looking at his video, and he's like. He's like, shoot! I did shoot, I did shoot eleven rounds right there. <laughs> so he re- he or he shot twelve rounds right there. So he's like, yeah, there was eleven in that mag. So he actually he went back to the RMs the next day or the RM for that section. We got back the next day and bumped himself to open. Oh, he's the open national champion, though, man. That's right. I mean, Bump it's a, it's open. a bummer. It's a bummer, and I really didn't think they would bump him. Because it was after the fact, but I got to give him props for like being like, "Oh, I did this. Go admit it." Yeah, they do give him props, but they probably shouldn't have bumped him. It was video evidence, I, man. It was video evidence. I mean, I re- I really did not think they would. I was surprised when he said they did, <clears throat> but it, it is what it is. I mean, the call was right, even if it wasn't made the right way. Okay, so we're not talking a ton about next season just yet, but just right off the bat, do you guys have any big matches or anything that you are you already know you're planning on shooting next year? Yeah, so actually, that's a good question for this because they announced the new Nationals dates at Nationals for what next year will be. So production Nationals is early in the year and carry optics is at the end of the year. So I will certainly shoot both Nationals then. And I don't know yet, like, when I'll switch divisions. It'll depend what matches are around there. It's too early to set schedules yet. But I know those are two matches that I'll for sure shoot. And it, it certainly makes a difference on on stuff. Needing to, you know, make sure my CO stuff is ready as well during the offseason. I'm switching to open, so I'm shooting open all next year. All right. We're going to talk Boomer into shooting production nationals with us. No, we're not. <laughs> Trust me. We're not going to talk me into that. No, I mean, we I'm going to try to shoot the nationals. Um, Jared and Matt and I were talking about possibly the, was it Pan American? Maybe. Mm-hmm. 
So definitely, my I don't know, Jeff. You and I were talking about that. We we may try to get that one. Um, yeah, I may. I'm I, again. I'll talk more about this on another episode coming up. But I'm probably going to try to sneak some steel challenge in. I've never done it. I may shoot one match and go. Yeah, I don't want to do that no more. But I'm going to at least try. Yeah, me and Jason may go shoot the Bianchi Cup. We may do that too. Yeah. I don't know anything about it, but let's do it. Well, if you guys, I've kind of, I've kind of always wanted to. Okay, I'll tell you guys something. If you do come shoot it, you got to come up to my house the week before and shoot the Flagler Cup here at my home range because they always hold it the week before Bianchi, and all the Bianchi shooters come and shoot it. Cool. If you do that, if you do that, and it's not in a major match weekend, I'll go shoot it with you, no matter how dumb inner action pistol is. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And I I don't know what it is, so I don't know. I'm I, I right now I'm open to shooting it. If I hear what it is and decide it's not something I want to do, I may not shoot it. So <laughs> it's not super easy shooting. Yeah, I bet it's not. Okay. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of fun. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I would want to get like super into it, but I want to try it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Gotta see what it's all about, man. And I don't know about I'm considering not shooting nationals next year. So it's just Ooh. so early in the year. And just the way things are going, I don't know if I'll be able to get components and get trained up. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, we'll see. But the the Pan, Pan Am, that seemed cool. I'd love yeah. to try that. That's a IPSC match, right? Yep. Yeah. But you got to go back to Frostproof. Yeah. Dude, I like Frostproof. It was fun. Yeah. So this was my first time in Frostproof. Uh, The water is horribly nasty in Frostproof. Maybe in all of Florida, but it's horrible. Um, So everybody kept saying, well, this is Florida every time it rained. And I'm like, does it rain in Florida all the time? Yes. Okay. Cause it okay. Cause it rained the entire time we were there. But so. did you like how flat it is out there? <laughs> oh, dude, I'm from Texas, so Duh, I've seen, dude, I've seen flat when you before. leave the airport and you're like trying to get to wherever you're staying. You know, there's like no overpasses. It's just like stoplights on the highways. I did. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's because it's just so flat. There's not even overpasses. It's weird. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, Frostproof, I was not amazed by Frostproof. In no way, shape, or form would I really want to go there again <laughs> if I don't have to. It wouldn't be bad if we only had to go like once a year, but it seems like lately we've had two or three matches a year there. Yeah. I mean, but there's a lot of places like that. I live in an area where a lot of people probably wouldn't want to come. I actually love where I live, but so anyways. All right, next question. Had all Nats been in Talladega this year? Would they have sold out? I have no idea. I don't. I don't even know why that. That's a question. No, I don't get it. So, I think yes, they would have just because they the match would not have had the capacity because they have a lot less bays there currently. I don't mm. think single stack or L ten sold out. But those but those don't count. Those divisions don't matter. They don't matter. They're not real divisions. But the question is, had all Nats been at Talladega? That's late. That's essentially laser tag. Yeah, they said all Nats. They're talking about the real divisions, the ones that were at the end of the year. Oh, okay. The one men shoot? Uh, no, I don't. Also, Talladega's a shithole. So, so which one's worse, Talladega or Frostproof? <laughs> I think Talladega. Well, I think we have to keep it in perspective, though. They normally don't build shooting ranges on prime real estate in great areas. That's a good point. I mean, the range in Talladega is pretty sweet. Is, yeah. is badass. But what I'm Talladega saying is, is a shithole. If it was nice around the range, there wouldn't be a range there. Could be. But isn't the, yeah, the racetrack's there. But apparently that's all that's there. Yeah, apparently. So, okay. Yeah, I, a, I really, a really nice Super 8. <laughs> I knew it was great whenever I asked somebody from I was talking to somebody from the area about where to fly into for nationals next year. And the exact wording was, well, you can fly to this airport that's in Alabama 
and it'll be an hour drive. Or you can just go ahead and fly into Atlanta, and it's like an hour and a half. I'm like, okay, so Atlanta it is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How does Jason feel about 2020? From relative obscurity to CO Rockstar. Well, thank you for the uh, nicely worded question. I feel great about 2020. It was an awesome year for me. I shot really well. Uh, I mean, really, you know, when we started this season out, we I think I had a question for the podcast. And it's like, which would you rather to shoot all your level twos and I think maybe level threes really well or have a, you know, top five finish at nationals? And yeah. um, I did both. <laughs> but right. um, yeah, um, no, I, I shot really well this year. I'm, I'm very pleased, very happy. Um, uh, it was a good year for me. It was pretty cool. I had a lot of help. I feel like you guys helped me out a lot. Uh, shooting with good guys every time we squatted, you know, shooting with, uh, seemed like Jeff and Jared all the time. And then, we, you know, we had the match where we all shot together. Shot with uh, the CZ guys quite a bit. All those guys are real good shooters and just had a good time shooting with everybody. So, yeah, it was Boomer, a great year for shooting. Boomer got a lot better. Yeah. And, and I got better. I mean, I really did. I shot better this year. Um, just put the practice in, kind of quit being silly to to, to put that nicely, um, and just shot. Try to shoot really well. Focus on just shooting execution, and, and it worked out pretty well for me. Jeff, you had a really good year too. So, um, yeah, it did yeah. Jeremy, I mean, Jared had a good year. My year was nothing special. Yeah, I know, but it was good. My yeah. <laughs> my year was pretty bad actually. Was it? But your nationals was your nationals was good, right? It was better no, than last I, year. You finished strong. No, uh, I, I got thirteenth at carry optics nationals last year, so technically you finished nationals. A bit no, worse. that's but carry optics though. Yeah, true. Carry optics is an irrelevant division that no one cares about. I agree. Well, yeah, you did good at production nationals, better than you did no, last year. I mean, you know, it depends how you look at it. So if, if I just purely looked at finishes, it would be easy to be disappointed the year. But if you look at it from a broader picture, like I certainly learned a lot this year. I'm a better shooter than I was last year. Yep. And it was it was a good year for, especially as bad as 2020 has been in general. Yeah. So yeah. it's hard to complain. Yeah. And you get to have Skype calls with a couple of badasses regularly. So That's right. You're welcome. Right. And the most important thing that happened in 2020 was that Boomer finished exactly one place better at nationals than <laughs> Jeff did. <laughs> so, okay. So I don't know when we were, Jeff, Jared and I were talking. He's like, man, I hope you finished third. So you get a, and you, and I hope the trophy's better. <laughs> That's what he was telling me. <laughs> that was before, that was before the match even started. Yeah. That was like, well, that was like a month ago or several weeks ago. But <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I guess I think like, that'd be cool, but kind of crappy to Jeff. But it's like, okay. So, <laughs> Uh, well, you got your wish, Jared. You got yeah. your wish. Dude, I, before every stage of Boomer Shot, I'm just like, just think of that much nicer trophy than Jeff has and how much fun <laughs> it'll be to shove it in his face all winter. That was the key. That's really what helped me. Uh, Sorry, Jeff. That's the secret. That was the motivation. Man, it's good motivation. Uh, what lessons did you guys learn from the match? And perhaps the year too. That question is going to be on a later podcast, so you can have Wyatt cut this part out. Or we just not answer it. Yeah, we'll answer it later. Yeah, we're gonna. That Sorry. was from Juanzik, so we'll answer yeah. that. We have. We're gonna do like a season recap. Wrap up, yeah, and uh, talk about. We want Jer- yeah, we want Jeremy on for that one too. Yeah. 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 Once it, um, we, we, after the match, we went over and hung out with Wansik and a bunch of other people. It was a pretty good time. So, yeah, I like, I met a lot of cool people that I hadn't met before. I mean, I had met Wansik before that, but, uh, yeah. it was pretty cool. And that was another thing I really enjoyed was, yeah. um, hanging out with some of the people we got to hang out with. Pretty cool. Dude, that, that's that part of the fun, be, right? That might be my favorite thing about this yeah. sport is meeting people from all around the country. Yeah. yeah. Really, oh, so really speaking of, it. I had people, I'd be talking to someone and somebody would turn around and go, hey, you're Jason. 
I can recognize your voice. Um, <laughs> and I was like, cool. And they're like, dude, we like the podcast. We listen to it all the time. And I had, I had several people come up to me and tell me that. That's awesome. And, um, it's really, it's really cool. And uh, I mean, we appreciate that. So if you, if you, if you said hello to me or Jared, uh, thanks. And, yes. um, we're glad you like the show. I mean, we're just guys that want to talk about shooting. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. What was the worst thing about Nats, and why was it the ROs? <laughs> Jerry, that's your no, question, buddy. Yeah, there, there's no kind way to answer this. Um, <laughs> I think saying the ROs were the worst thing about that is pretty terrible, because there's a lot of ROs there that we see at all kinds of majors and, and do a wonderful job. Um, do a great job. I think what whoever this is referring to is there were certainly some struggles on some specific stages where the ROs were probably a little light on the experience to be ROing at nationals. And they may have been on a stage that was a little too challenging for them to RO. I think that's about as politically correct as I can possibly say that. <laughs> that, that seemed really nice. I, on the other hand, think all the ROs did an amazing job. And thank you so much for working the match and send all your hate mail to Jared Fox. <laughs> yes. It's CZ USA. It's CZ. It's uh, it's one of those things. Like it, it's certainly not just an easy job to do, and and a lot of the ROs do a great job. They're yeah, they yeah. travel around a lot. They understand the rules well. You know, they're fair and impartial. And unfortunately, it is a, a volunteer job for them. So, you know, you you aren't going to get like pick of the litter necessarily for every single RO in a twenty-two stage match. I think. I think they said there was 63 ROs working the match total. I mean, that's a lot of people to get to come and volunteer their time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of, it, it is what it is. Um, about the about the only thing you're ever going to do to make it better is if you started having paid ROs. Yeah. Well said, well said. Okay, next question. Is it me or did they go... Let's make it hard. Swingers and distance. Uh, I I didn't think there was anything of excessive distance. There was plenty of close stuff, plenty of medium stuff, plenty of, you know, distance shooting. There really wasn't, I wouldn't say there was that much distance. I mean, uh, there were certainly a lot of swingers. There was a lot of swingers. And, and they, maybe they went a little too deep there. I didn't mind the amount of activators, so swingers and bobbers, I didn't mind it myself. Uh, you know, they they had challenged the match. When you're talking national, something that you can set up days in advance and make sure the stuff works correctly, you generally don't see too much problem with it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think they were too crazy on it. Uh, if you if you're showing up to nationals to expect every target to be within 12 yards and wide open that you can hose really fast, you're you're probably going to be very disappointed. Uh, so me personally, I didn't think it was terribly hard. It, it, you know, it was a tough match. I, I mean, it was it was challenging, and I can see where this. I don't know who who asked that question, but I could see where someone, depending on what matches you shoot in your area, uh, this could have had a few more targets, a few more distance targets. I mean, there was there was a lot of fifteen to eighteen yard, twenty yard targets. I thought. I mean, I didn't count, so I'm going off memory, but. Um, there was one stage that had some really far targets, but that was just that one one stage. But I mean, there was. I could see someone thinking that this had more distance on it than a normal uh, state match. Let's just use it that way. Uh, say it that way. And then the swingers, there was a lot of swingers and, and the majority of the swingers were only available over the top of hardcover. And so they were fast, you know, fairly fast. And you kind of had to go one pass on them. Um, I didn't take any of them, uh, any of them, the ones that were only available over the top. I think I, I went one shot per pass on every one of them. Um, and there was one or two of them where I took three passes. And then the ones that, you know, were available in the dwell, I would take, you know, one pass and take two shots. But I, I could see where someone would think this match was slightly difficult. Uh, was it su- super difficult? I didn't think so, but it was difficult. I mean, I asked Mason what he thought. We went to dinner. I mean, we saw them at dinner and um, Friday night, I think it was, or Saturday night, whenever. And he, he, you know, he said it's a tough match, and and I think it was a tough match. I thought it was a great. I really did think it was a great match. 
I think if you if you went through and looked at all the targets, I imagine you'd probably find that probably somewhere around like forty percent of them were probably within ten yards. Your targets were. I agree. Another another forty percent of them were probably within twenty yards, or maybe even within fifteen yards, and then mm-hmm. beyond fifteen or twenty yards, there was just a handful. There wasn't. So it might have been ten percent of the targets, maybe, but. At some state matches, some local matches, they don't see but two targets the entire match that are past 15 yards yeah. is what I was getting and, at, essentially. Yeah. And as a competitor, I mean, it's your job to know where your gun hits at 50 yards. I mean, yeah. you don't need to practice all the time, but you certainly need to know where your gun hits at any reasonable distance you might see. All right. Last one. And this one is from one of the 3% of our Swedish listeners. Yes. <laughs> and he says, why didn't Boomer win? Why didn't you win? Oh, uh, why didn't I win? I was robbed. Yeah. You're robbed. I mean, is that a serious question? No. Okay, give yeah. us, wait, wait. First, first, I want like a shitty answer. I want like you got robbed kind of answer. Yeah, like, I got me, robbed. Give me your best shitty answer. Um, like make excuses and talk shit and stuff. I got robbed, man. They were adding time to my scores. <laughs> oh wow, dude, that's brutal. <laughs> Completely false, but <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so, so, can we give the real answer now? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, Max Michelle is better shooter than I am <laughs> <laughs> by a pretty good margin. Mm. No, see, I saw what happened. <laughs> okay, please tell me. Boomer was, Boomer was right there, and he got robbed on day two. Whenever Max Michelle just lit up the the <laughs> middle zone of the match, like I think that was weird. Max did not, Max did not look like by scores. It did not look like he had a good first day, and I think the second day, I think he won every single stage in this in the middle zone. He won it that day. Somebody yeah, might take so, somebody did you, take one of them from him. Yeah. <laughs> on the third took one stage from him. I took one stage so, from him. <laughs> so he, he clearly got robbed by Max Michelle's shooting better on day Pretty three. Pretty much. That's that's it. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, and I mean seriously, Max I mean Max Michelle's Max Michelle. I mean that's yeah. He just that's he, fair. I, and I, just, now next year, next year I expect to do better. I um you know, I, I think I'll be a better shooter, and I should have a. I, in my mind, I plan on having a better. Um, a, a, it's a, it's going to be a completely different match. So you never can tell who else is going to ha- show up and have a phenomenal match, who's not going to show up and have a you know a, a good match. But at, at this current level, I mean, I, there's nothing I could have. I mean, it's just I, Max Michelle's your better shooter. Yeah. And your finish is a perfect example of something else. You never know who else is going to be up and coming the next year. I mean. Yeah. Jason went from, what'd you get, 15th last year? 16th. 16th last year. So he went from 16th to second this year. Like, you never, like, anytime you start talking to those guys that were behind you, any one of them could make a massive skill growth next year. There could be a guy that got 10th this year that all of a sudden he's in, you know, second place next year. Could win it. Or could win it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You I mean, you have other people that get a lot better. I mean, you look at the open match, uh, you know, Christian, I think in 2018, got like third place. No one knew who he was. Won a couple of area matches that year. Was in like third place at nationals. Next year, he's on the super squad. Has a win. This and He won every area match last year. And this year, everywhere he shot, he's been strong. And he had another very strong nationals and won again. Yeah. And you always have new people coming up. Yeah, which I, I want to say something. It was really cool uh, to everyone that reached out to me and congratulated me on the performance. Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, people I don't even know were hitting me up. Um, and then, of course, all my friends. And, you know, the friends are awesome. And I, if you're a friend of mine, thank you so much. Uh, but it was really cool because Christian messaged me, Ben messaged me, Nils messaged me. And, you know, that's that's pretty cool to get guys at that level um, to, to hit you up and say, hey, good congratulations and and I thought that was pretty awesome. So I thought the coolest yeah. part though was when you told us about your dad congratulating you for winning yeah. the IDPSA <laughs> for getting second so, at the IDPSA national championship. So I called my dad and, and my dad, <laughs> my dad and I, you know, I grew up shooting guns with my dad, and my dad's always been a comp we we he's always shot competition. 
like archery and stuff like that. So he and I can relate on a lot of stuff when it comes to this. And so I was really excited to call him and tell him, you know, I had second place. And, um, and so he put something on, <laughs> on Facebook and he's like, you know, my, I want to just congratulate my son. He, um, he took second place at national championship for IDPSA. <laughs> I didn't want to correct him. So I just let it go. But it's pretty, it's pretty cool. You know, he's proud of me. So that was awesome. Yeah. If you got a problem with that, I'll knock you in the. I'll just knock you out if you talk shit. So <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Get over it. P- parents do it's funny awesome. stuff. Parents are awesome, dude. And yeah, so it was. It was sweet. I mean, I appreciated it a lot. But again, thank you if you reached out to me. I appreciate it, man. It was. It, that's really awesome. It means a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. And then to recap real quick, I'm gonna just list the fop, fop, the top five finishers of. Uh, CO and production. So production, you had Jacob Hetherington, Mason Lane, Sal Luna, JJ Ricaza, and Nils Johnson. Those were the top five for production. And CO, you had Max Michelle, Jason Bradley, woo! Wanzik Kim, woo! Good job, Wanzik. Good job, man. Sean Griffith and Jay Beal. I don't know who those guys are, but they kicked ass. They're I met Jay. That's... Jay came up to me. He said he listened to the show. Jay's a super nice guy, really uh, young guy, uh, really fast. He's gonna be a. He's gonna be pretty hard to. He's gonna get better and be uh, a threat. I think. Good. Uh, the Sean Griffin guy. I don't know who that is, but obviously a good shooter as well. So. Oh, also well, shout out to Lane because Lane was on here. Yes, uh, last episode, and he finished sixth overall. So yeah, Lane shot awesome. Lane also kicked ass. Congrats, Lane. Yes, congrats, man. Sorry, we didn't mean to leave you out. I think Lane also won master class. So oh, it looks oh, like he yeah. did. And, yeah, yeah. And what was funny was Lane was actually fifth overall, but sixth in carry optics because the points were so close that when you go to the overall results, he moves up one. That's crazy. So that's oh, pre- nice. that's pretty funny. <laughs> so yeah nice yeah it was it was awesome it was awesome to track nationals and watch everybody was doing they were updating the scores like pretty consistently pretty quickly what was it like every hour or something so I, I actually at the match I talked to the guy that was uploading scores and outside of a few stages where the tablets like that at Ghost Squad the tablets would be off uh, he was pulling the scores every time the super squad moved to a new stage and posting yeah. them. So okay. good, good way to do it. You know, keeps them fairly up to date and has a consistent, like e- easy way to pull the results. Basically, whenever the super squad moves, easy to keep track of. Yeah, it was very cool for me back in my office at work tracking scores. It was cool when you when you should have been working. Yes, when I should have been working. I was also live streaming. When I could. Cool. Yeah. All right. That's it. Let's pinch it off. And we'll be doing some more episodes. We'll get one on Jer- on here with Jeremy talking about his nationals. And then we're also going to be talking about uh, just end of the season recapping. And then we're going to do some off-season stuff. We're going to do some more interviews with some good top guys coming in talking about stuff. So be sure and you keep up with us. Follow us on the social medias. And y'all got anything else? Nope. Nope. Cool. We'll catch y'all next time. Oh, stop recording, damn it. <laughs>